Bazooka, the video game podcast. We are proud to be part of the Rhymes with Geek Network. It's a collection of podcasts covering comics, movies, TVs, video games, and more. There's also reviews and other fun things going on on there. Check it out at rhymeswithgeek.com. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher. I am Jay Flex, and joining me is Doomy Doomer. Yo. Grim. Hey. And the one and only Doc Flux. Thank you. Thank you for being on my show, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're welcome. <laughs> oh wait, wait, that's right. I, I I almost forgot. I'm on your show. Right, you're not. You're not. That's right. You're not. Uh, <laughs> you're not feeding the, the 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 almighty unnameable thing. I I haven't commandeered WNBC. <laughs> WNBC. No, no. The news radio. <laughs> no, that that's from, from uh, the yeah, Howard Stern from, movie, uh, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's right. right. With pig vomit and kept telling him, like, no, no. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Say it like That's I'm right. it. Right before, and now he's the rhino. For some reason, I could hear, oh. hear Phil Hartman say it in my head. I don't know why. Phil Hartman? Yeah. Phil Hartman could have been in that movie somewhere if he was still alive. Was he dead during that movie? Uh, he's been dead been a dead long a time. I don't remember when. Yeah, uh, it's a shame. I don't remember when Private Parts came out. Was that 90-something? He died in 98. Okay. All right. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But anyway, right. let's, let's, let's get to, before we get, Doc is going to be talking to us about alien isolation. And, <gasps> and yeah. whether if uh, it falls under the same issues that every other aliens game has ever had. I'm actually interested to hear what you have to say about this, Doc, because it seems like it's mixed everywhere I, I it, read. Well. It, it is mixed. It's a very interesting um, subject for reviewers and critics. Do you guys want to get to that first? Or you want to do news? No, let's let's do news. Yeah. I, the news. I was I was prepared for some right. news. Then, Doc, you know what? You have something you want to bring up first? Oh no, I was prepared oh, for your okay. news. Okay. I thought I thought maybe you had something. You were like, I need to bring. So this up. he's unprepared. <laughs> no, he's is what no, he's, uh, he's got his. I didn't bring my own <laughs> news. He <laughs> bring his own news. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, then the first thing I'll throw out there is Sony is temporarily holding back the Drive Club free edition for us PSN Plus members because That's the right. servers took a high holy shit. Bullshit. That well, that's what that's what they're saying that the server, you know, the servers just became to a point where it was a one to one ratio. Someone signed out, you could sign on. I have a theory about what's going on. Oh dear. Okay. Is it aliens? It's aliens. Number one. <laughs> number two. I think they're freeing up bandwidth for the people who actually want to buy it or who did buy it so to download it. Did buy it? Yeah. Like if you pre-ordered it and then you obviously bought it digitally, um, they're letting those guys get in first to download it, um, not clog up the servers. And also, maybe they don't want us to play it yet. They want us to buy it, even for on the fence you don't think it, kind of you thing. Don't, you don't think it could possibly be just that they just weren't prepared? Like the servers are just... At this point, that's a bullshit answer. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, 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 you know, I like racing games. I'll play them here sure. and there, but they don't have much longevity with me. Uh, this, this, I've heard from a lot of sources, uh, not to cite other podcasts, but Giant Bomb guys. I usually um, latch on to what they mm -hmm. say, agreed, yeah, or agree with them rather. Yep. Uh, and and uh, you know Jeff came right out and said in the last episode that it's it's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a bad game, so nobody should care about this other stuff. Before they address the fact that it's really not that great a game to begin with. Exactly. Um, I, I can we talk about that? Let's talk about like the the pre-purchase thing because this is like a big issue sure. now. 
the, the preload, the pre-purchase, oh, yeah, the, the you know, on your machine, every... but you can't play it yet. Well, that I mean, that's preloading. I guess is just for the convenience mm-hmm. of having loaded it before it drops, so you can start playing it. So not preloading, but um, just these kind of like uh, these games that either early access. You know, you buy into the game before any reviews or anything come out. And I can understand for a lot of these games that since they want members of the community to be part of the development, not all of them are really doing that. They're just kind of giving the impression that they are in order to justify an early release to sell something. Um, that's not to say you're not going to get a lot of chatter from from p- just users or people who are playing the alpha of any given game or even the pre-alpha for that matter. Just talking about, you know, if the game has any promise, if it's any good or whatever. But like big reviewers, there's like embargoes until the game like officially drops. Yeah. Right, right. right. Uh, um, I feel like some of these, these uh, studios are really just abusing it, abusing this method of rolling a game out. I agree. But um, I actually... Ubisoft, definitely. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I, I feel like the embargoes are there for that reason. Um, and they probably were there for different reasons. But now I feel like, you know, with everything being super hyped up, that's what they're there for. Yeah. To, to, like, stop people from being like, wow, this... This actually does suck. <laughs> I shouldn't spend my $64 on this. You don't think that... Yeah, I mean, these these games are really expensive, so a lot of people depend on reviews to just uh, balance their pocketbook when they're thinking about what they're going to be playing for the rest of the year. And also, to instance. be fair, a lot of these reviewers, um, well, the companies of the reviewers, they get paid money sometimes to slant that, I mean, the reviews. Yeah, that's, that's another big issue that people argue about because not everybody believes that's the case that it's they they feel it's just a conspiracy it may very well be um but you know i i don't know i i feel like any larger company it's better for them to remain pure and not get themselves in the hot water well uh and you know what i mean what about GameSpot with uh jeff gershman they they fired him isn't that the whole uh debacle about that like he you know, give a poor review to a game that was like Kane and Lynch. That yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. Oh, right. I got gotcha. you. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. It does happen. It, it may not happen to the frequency or the regularity that people think it's happening. Oh sure. Uh, and okay. I know that during and and I know that the Giant Bomb guys have talked quite a bit. Like when when somebody when a specific developer mm. or studio does this, they call them out on it and they they talk about it at length. And so, you know, if if there was like a, if this was a rampant phenomenon in the gaming industry, you'd be hearing about it left and right nonstop, That's right? That's true. Because uh, it's pretty, it's fairly easy to expose if you're in the gaming industry to some extent. Well, there is another thing about the YouTube people and them taking money to uh, like play up a game. That's been a big thing in the news right now with gaming news. Gamers go through this weird time period man yeah gamergate (laughs) it's just you know they're trying to understand how it's going to go from a physical medium to more of a cloud-based medium and large larger larger games and more people being able to play at the same time however you know so far i mean destiny for example you know 500 million dollar game and they don't have the servers to allow more than what what is it four people To team up yeah. together, three. Yeah, it, that's not the issue at all. It's not the servers at all. It, it's it's Bungie being Bungie, and I, I talk about this a little bit in my review. 
Like, they are such control freaks about their products. And in a way, it's good because their design and, um, you know, their the way the UI and everything looks and presentation is great, right? But yeah. they want so much control that they probably tested, like, okay, 12 people on a team, you know, 20 people on a team, whatever. And they figured out that three was the best they could do and build boards and missions around this type of team. And I think that's I that's what happened. And and there are bigger teams like raids. I think it's up to six people. Yeah, there's and they're much yeah. bigger scaled missions. Um, and and that's probably not like the biggest issue with that game. No, <laughs> it's just some facts. There's other there. issues. With that no, game. but that, I mean, but, it's a good um, point to bring up though, because that is, I mean, it was one of my sticking points. Yeah, it, it 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 is it is irritating that you can only have three people to a team. Where like would would adding two more really, you know destroy everything but it might make it too easy that's the thing like if you that's the thing they're so controlling with their stuff like wasn't borderlands 4 yes yeah. i mean dude I, I know. which was perfect <laughs> i felt like that was a good number yeah yeah four is a pretty good number actually yeah it's uh but you know as far as like like alien also did the pre-purchase thing where you get uh this immediate dlc it's sort of like a prequel kind of uh you can play as ripley and the gang as they're you're basically recreating alien ah uh, <laughs> um, back to 79 right is that when it came out yeah yeah uh 70 yeah 79 yeah, yeah two years after star wars nice two years after i was born holy crap uh, but uh, but they born. did. So they did. <laughs> the thing is, it's like this is content that like, oh, if you don't buy the game before the reviews come out and everything, mm -hmm. then you don't get this or you have to pay extra for yeah. this. Some games, they just have content you can't even purchase. You just have to you, you can only get it if, if you're pre-purchasing the game. So they're kind of dangling a stake. And, and I and, and so I did pre-purchase it and I was anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. Because uh, I'm a huge alien fan and it did look great. Um, so. Uh, I get, I have the whole Ripley thing, and I haven't played it yet, and I, I'm trying to remember the name, what they called it. Um, uh, but anyway, so but there's lots of other games too that are kind of doing that. I guess we just have to wait and see. Like I was saying, everything's kind of changing, so people they're trying to provide a balance to these new models. You know, a lot of people don't know exactly what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It's great to be a guy that uses Steam a lot because <laughs> you can afford you can afford to uh test out titles that you otherwise wouldn't buy a lot of the times yeah yep. um the sales and whatnot right yeah, right say steam is a pretty cool thing see that's the thing like i feel like if the consoles went to that model business model of uh just downloadable content stuff and not physical media i think the gaming world console gaming world would just implode they wouldn't know how to handle it <laughs> It would just like crush. Well, what would happen to the retail stores that you know that carry? It? They would sell little pieces of paper or cardboard pieces piece of paper that say, "Here, this is the game. You can take. You can buy it here. You can still go online and put the code in." Steam does the same thing. You know what's what's crazy is that the gaming industry or the, these retail stores, um, GameSpot mm -hmm. and whatnot, um, is GameStop, Stop. right? Yeah, Spot. Yeah, uh, they. You know, they. The same thing is happening with comic book stores. Like the exact same thing, which is the industry is out of obligation protecting these retail stores through a series of contracts mm -hmm. and just so so when the digital comics revolution came about and everybody thought everyone was going to switch to digital and print was going to do poorly, 
um, they were just, you know, they were kind of uh, there was an outcry from the retailers and there was an immediate like DC and a lot of people just uh, tried to make it so the digital prices weren't so cheap that people weren't still attracted to the print option. Yeah. And and that's the one of the only reasons that print that uh, digital comics are so expensive. Um, So you kind of have. Right, right. You kind of have the same thing going on with these these stores that resell used games and all that stuff. Um, it's like, hey, we're, we've been a staple all this time. Don't abandon us. You know, we've done so much business. We've we've been the ones pushing your your pre-orders, you know, for all these years, even before it was offered right. like immediately at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. So um, and so there's it's it's weird. It's like they a lot of it is just they're doing it because they don't want to make anybody sad. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to piss anybody off. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like eventually something's going to have to give. And I would say the next console generation, whatever that looks like, say, is where things are going to give. The next one I can't imagine is going to be physical media anymore. I hope not. I can't. I just don't see it. I mean, I, 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 I think you're absolutely correct in your your analogy, Doc, with comparing it to how digital comics and the, you know. Staying lo- the industry, staying loyal to the brick and mortar store, but the uh, I don't know. I think the digital switch would be. I think I I personally would be a little easier for the gaming community because there's so many PCs that are out there that already use Steam. That and that's already that's that model has been proven to work. Like, do you, Doc, do you actually go out and buy the physical PC games anymore, or do you just you just like log on? Not PC, not PC games. Yeah, so you just. I mean, I'll I'll still buy used games because it's it's a good option to have, and uh, I'll still buy like uh, my 3DS games. Obviously, no, right. I have to buy the buy them. Well, I mean, you can download those those too. Sure. Um, I prefer to have them physically or whatever. But Me too. Uh, it, there's this whole philosophy, uh, like the the that's it's a philosophical question rather. It's like you know, do we need these tactile things that so we know we can look at something and be like oh i have that mm-hmm. you, you know it. it's mine and it's physically in my possession right. as opposed to this kind of um you, you, you otherwise it's out out there in the cloud and you're like well do i do i really own that and and it's 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 a really weird kind of thing to ponder because you just you're never quite sure right. like i have digital media but the, it can be taken away from me at any time right. you're, you're absolutely right they could you know could they just all of a sudden like say like no because that happened with um didn't it happen with the Kindles like years ago? Like it, uh, Amazon went out and pulled a book off of everyone's Kindle. If they, I forget which yeah, book it was, did. like 1984 or something. You know, and that yeah, like, was really so, fucked so, like, up. You have to wonder. Like you're right, Doc. <laughs> you have to wonder if, like, you know, if that would happen too. Like, you know what? No one's going to play this game anymore. You'd, you'd be like, well, what? What? <laughs> I paid for well, it. What's the thing too? Like, what? Say, like, what well, happens? You didn't, pay for it. You, you didn't buy it. You bought access to it. Well, okay. The thing is, though, that's not what you're buying access. You're not buying access to it. You're buying a license. That's what it All is. Right. I'm sorry. Okay, and that, that's that's always what it is when you're buying digital goods right, like right. this. Yeah. It's a license. Um, and technically speaking, when you bought a physical thing, it's the same deal. That license just happens to be on that physical disc. Okay. Um, the, what pushed me over the edge, I would say, towards the digital accepting the digital world for for gaming, you know, Steam helped because I started getting big into Steam in the past year, I would say. Um, but not only that, I'm running out of space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally running out of bookshelves to put things on. 
and I'm. No, you're talking about physical space. Yes, physical. Yeah, see, I'm I'm there with comics now. Like I, I have, it. I'm just surrounded by long boxes, and I'm like, I'm I'm a crazy person. Gay flex. <laughs> Uh, uh, you could build your own little house. I don't care. Out of I'm never, your long boxes. I'm, I'm keeping all my comics. And here's the other thing, guys. Well, haven't, God forbid there's a fire, right? You lose all those things. No, I don't. That's it. No. you got to rebuy them all. No, but I, if you have a digital no, license no, no, somewhere to, on I, a server, no, you can re-download You're that. wrong. I will, wait, I wait, will wait. physically, as the house is burning, run in and out grabbing boxes. You'll be running in and out grabbing cats. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. You're just presuming that you would have time. That you're, there wouldn't already be an inferno. No, I told my, I told my <laughs> wife she has to keep going back in with me to, get, <laughs> to grab a long box. No, look, like, I, like I, I kind of, <laughs> I'm a little bit diabolical in the sense that I enjoy the prospect of of somebody having to uh, deal with all this crap that I own when I die because I'll leave a, the finally leave a long lasting impression. That which I could not in any relationship, I could at least leave in like, hey, here's all my crap. You have to deal with it, <laughs> <laughs> suckers. Nice. Uh, all my, no, I, I, I'm being a little. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would love to have somebody to leave it to, right? You know, and I'd want the person that I'm leaving it all to to actually appreciate it because it would just drive me crazy thinking, hey, here's all these amazing comics, kid. Well, and then you're just going to go and sell them on eBay. What about Juan? Son of a bitch. Leave him, leave him the one. Well, Juan's going to die before me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Who, who knows? It's a roll of the dice. I, I hope me and Juan Holy both live a long crap, time. That is freaking funny. Well, Juan, uh, Juan is a smoker, so. Juan. He is a smoker. Ah, see? I quit smoking three uh, years ago. I got to. So you got you a leg up on him. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> And I got I got nice legs too. Hi oh. They're both up. Both of them. But anyway, we're, we're not just anyway. the left one. To the, uh, news yeah, items. Back to, well, back to, you got well, another no, news item? Back to the, you, I didn't know if you guys finished your thoughts on that. I, I it was actually it was pretty concise. Yeah, yeah. I think we covered a lot of ground on that right. one. Yeah, for being just a drive club uh ping. Oh right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being a drive club uh Well Grim, do you got anything? Um, yeah, I actually I do. Um, I just saw that uh, Sony's new uh, smartphones hitting the stores in a couple of weeks. All right, Doomy, what do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, need, I know I no one here phone. will get it, but maybe someone else will. Is that the, uh, that means... the Z3 and the Z3 Compact? Yeah, they're it's for their remote play. I'm super excited about that because I'm gonna uh, my machines are rooted, my Androids are rooted, and I'll just be able to slap right that right on there and. I won't need to buy the Z3. Can you hook the controller up to your Androids? Well, what I th- I believe the I'm not sure how it's going to work with that, but yes, I can hook up the controller to my Androids. Okay. Yeah, I, I so like that's, it's that's, it's rooted, so I can do that. That's the deal with the new Sony phone. You can hook your PS4 controller to it, your Bluetooth, and use it as a screen. And use it. Or, and yeah, use, it's. If there's an attachment they sell that it uh, clips a DualShock uh, controller onto your tablet or smartphone. God, is it going to work any better than the remote play on the Wii? I mean, not the Wii, the uh, Vita. <laughs> Sorry. God, I hope so. <laughs> that I can't even. Uh, that's a whole other freaking topic. Yeah. I don't even get started on that. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's move on. <laughs> All, right. All right, I got something that's kind of big. I would asshole, say. That's what would say. Oh, dude, don't even get me started. <laughs> Actually, do get me started. Okay, Assassin's Creed, uh, the is. parody. No parody. <laughs> hey, I didn't I didn't get to say anything about the phones. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Doug. Hey, Doc. 
I'm just going to say that I, I got to get a new phone because the one I have now literally makes me so angry <laughs> that I want to chuck it in through the window of a bus as it's going by when I'm walking down trying to listen to Stitcher and it's fucking up on me and freezing. Oh, you should get a Nexus 5. Is that an iPhone? Well, I, I was just getting there. I have a Nexus tablet, so the logical choice for my phone would be the synchronizable, if that's a word, uh, Nexus 5 phone. Do it. So... Um, and I have to change my provider because I'm going through my boss's old, my old boss's AT&T. It's fucking crap. Oh, ah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I had to say about what? phones. You Carry on. Z3000. <laughs> what was it called, Grim? Uh, Xperia. That's it. Z3. That's That sounds... Z3 is, sounds... is a, a Verizon version of it. No, oh, okay. it's not. The Z3V is, sorry. Uh, okay, yeah. I was going to say, it's an Xperia Z3. and uh, They're going to run out of freaking letter yeah, combinations really. for shit, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I like the Nexus. It's just like one through five. Yay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or the iPhone. Or Apple, if you're one of those dingleberries. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> J-Flex just got a new dingleberry. I did. He got the iCurve. <laughs> yeah, he bent it already. No, he didn't. Dingleberry should be a, a another comp, up and comer company to take out Apple. The the Dingleberry and their packaging hey, should be like you have to pull it down from this thing, like you have to really yank it, like like it's, Yo, it's and, attached to like a piece of hair. <laughs> <laughs> and and it would be extra funny to use dongles. <laughs> I put a dongle in my Dingleberry. Nice. <laughs> People standing in line for the new Dingleberry. <laughs> I'd buy a dingleberry. <laughs> days on end for <laughs> only, only if it was made by Apple. It's got the stigma of the blackberry. Yeah, that's true. People don't want berries anymore. They want other fruit. <laughs> I, I, I think it should just be a pineapple. It's like just a better apple. Hell yeah. I would take a pineapple over an apple anyway. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> All right, anyway. So back to your right. um, hashtag PS4 no parody. Okay, yeah. So everybody probably knows about this already, but you know, it's I think it's a big deal. And uh, Ubisoft has pretty much said that they are keeping both PS4 and Xbox. I'm sorry, Xbox One Ooh. version of Assassin's Creed Unity at 900p, 30 frames per second. You keep the parity to avoid the debates that we always have going back and forth about which one's better. Now, which immediately sparked. Uh, a whole Twitter tirade. <laughs> I'm surprised. On Twitter. I'm surprised Twitter Hashtag. didn't fall apart. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, you know, these things just spiral out of control, and I am sure Ubisoft probably got a boatload of money from Microsoft to do this. Well, now, wait. Before you, I... From what I was reading is, they're saying that they did it, besides avoiding the base, that they're... The, the, that the... They, CPU? They some CP, yeah, thank you. Some CPU Bullshit. limitations on the next-gen consoles that they couldn't... Look, um, there's always limitations on whatever you're working on. They could have, they still could have. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just think it's crazy. I mean, other other games do it, you know. And U Ubisoft always has an issue with frame rates anywhere in, in their console games. You know, when's the last time you played an Assassin's Creed game that had a solid frame rate? Other than, I guess, Assassin's Creed Four was pretty decent, but still, it had some weird, funky bugs too. So I, I think it's just like I, I don't <sighs> think they're bugs. I think they're um, features. They're features. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Doc, you have a different opinion on this, but I feel like it, it's a cop out. Yeah, I mean, this is an, and this you could chalk this up to be as yet another growing pain as we kind of 
change and well in this case when we change consoles from the previous generation to the new generation um at some point this isn't even going to be an issue at all with any game right i mean they're they're all they're all going to be on the same you know they're they're going to be operating on the same technology at the same rates uh, we hope obviously (laughs) um unless it's pc then it'll be operating on the supreme rate well (laughs) yes i love it (laughs) this is true because you can (laughs) you know you guys can pretend to play games on your little pc boxes but (laughs) i I could hear is i immediately heard the gears grinding in your head over over skype on what what you could say negative about a pc and you weren't prepared i snuck it in there you You did (laughs) (laughs) i I, I, I pc gamers i'm just jealous yeah that's that's see that's another side of the coin i mean do you guys think that since consoles are technically I would say two years behind PCs yeah, they're, today. They're outdated PCs. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, back when the 360 came out, it was actually ahead of the curve by like six months. What about the it PS- had more shaders than PS3? any graphics card at the time. In the PS- What's that? What about the PS3? Their whole cell processor, blah, blah, blah. No, that, that, I mean, that's a different beast. And when I say beast, I mean literally. Ah. I mean, that thing was multi-cored up the wazoo and impossible to develop for when it first came out. Mm-hmm. So that that's, you know, that's probably why... Uh, most developers are like, well, shit, I'll just go with the Direct Direct X11, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Easy to develop for console, sure. and then port it to the PS3. Um, but I feel like we're at a different like point, though, with consoles than we were in the previous generation when it first started. Uh, we're already behind. I should... One thing you don't really hear about, and it really bears pointing out, uh, is that Hardware sales for PC have been incredibly high. In fact, I think all hardware sales for PCs outsold, and this was as of maybe like three months ago, outsold the next-gen consoles. Now, are you saying um, GPUs or the actual whole box? Uh, the It was kind of a generalized. They were saying okay. PC hardware, See, so it could be any number of components. That's not fair because there's mice, there's graphics cards, there's processors, there's motherboards, there's the power supply, there's RAM. That I mean, I, I think they and and I also should uh, presume that they're talking specifically about like the graphic right components and the and the yeah, um, well anything that deals specifically with gaming because they wouldn't collect data from uh, non gaming like a mouse ventures <laughs> right, right right yeah well I mean yeah. I would. I, that's not my point, though. I'm not saying that any of them are doing bad. Oh, I'm sure. just saying that's a good the point. PCs... Though. That's a good point. That I mean, a lot of people think that the uh, the console gaming is the only gaming world, but when there's this other world, really, with, with PC gamers. That and it's kind of weird how separated it is. It's very separate. Still, yeah. To this day, when it, and when I don't feel like it should be. I mean, obviously, I, I think you know if you're doing publications on, on trying to promote consoles and console games. You clearly don't want like every other page to show this magnificent PC Rig. saying how much better it is than those consoles. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like so. I think that's why. That's probably one of the main reasons why is that it's like okay, we're kind of on this different level. We don't want to just come into your magazines, guys, and and just uh, make you look bad. So yeah. you guys can just do that. And I, I don't want to. I like consoles, man. I've always played consoles. I have no problems with consoles. Yeah. 
Um, it's weird when people but, do have issues with like one or the other. I don't understand people's alignments to things. Like I have both an Xbox One, a PS4, and I have a Wii U. I've you know I have it all right. <laughs> well, you were dumb for buying a Wii U, but that's a different show. Dude, Mario. I would I would buy I would buy a Wii U just to play the handful of and games Zelda. The new Zelda's then. coming out. Just, Hello. Just go to Doomy's house then. He's <laughs> right around the corner. But it's too bad. It's too bad you can't rent systems anymore like you used to at Blockbuster or Hollywood. Oh, or I think like, yeah, like doesn't Albo still have them or something like that? Or not? Okay. No, not Albo. They're like a different thing. Uh, is there? A, I think Game Crazy is a store. No, they don't rent them though. They just sell. What about Play and Trade? Does Play and Trade? Uh... I don't think anyone rents anymore. Like what Doc's talking about. Like yeah, like, like yeah, the the bigger kind of stores are all shut down, yeah. and they're the ones that could afford the insurance on those friggin' exactly. things. I remember when Blockbuster. No, it was it was Wow Video. Uh, and they had the Atari Jaguar at the time. And I was like, holy shit, I want to rent this thing. But my parents wouldn't let me rent it because it cost too much goddamn money. Yeah, you, had, you had to pay the insurance premium on it. Yep, in case you, exactly. Which is basically you had to buy the console for it. It was expensive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was trying to remember when was the earliest system that was rentable at your local video store. Probably the Nintendo. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I can vaguely remember the Nintendo. I can see it like in the cage behind the people yeah. at like uh, Blockbuster. I can see it I in say, my head. Once the systems got too expensive, you know, like yeah, you know, it was just it wasn't there. You know, people weren't. Um, well, what was that like? Three hundred dollars when it first came out. The, the Jack, Nintendo. Oh, the Nintendo. I don't remember. It's price. I feel like it was, it was. It was priced weird though. It was. I can't remember that far back. <laughs> Because it came with uh, the robot at one point. Yeah, but Robbie they, the they repackaged that not uh, uh, not long after to yeah. be Sans robot. Uh, you know, where you just got the light gun and. Okay, the deluxe it was three hundred dollars, which came with Mario, Gyromite. Duck Hunt. No, no, uh, Mario Duck Hunt, the the dual cartridge, and then the light gun, and then the console, and controllers. And controllers, two. two controllers, two controllers, right? There's one controller shit, and an AV cable. <laughs> Actually, it didn't have an AV cable; it was a uh, coax yeah. adapter. Yep. My God, that it's oh, amazing. Yeah. But at any rate, anyway. <laughs> so back to your no parody thing. Yeah, um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I, I feel like it, if do you think it's if gonna they're up- hindering one. It shouldn't. They shouldn't do it that way because they're not going to hinder the PC version. Well, Phil Spencer has already said that DirectX 12 is not going to do any. It's not going to be the miracle cure that everyone thinks. Dude, you're jumping to my next piece. I'm sorry. What the hell? Fine. Good. Continue. <laughs> no, no, we're still talking about Assassin's Creed I here. Know. I was just but I think we covered it pretty much. We all. Well, I don't know. It sounds like they're cutting back for that reason, though. Can I? Can I be honest? I I uh, I like Assassin's Creed. I played. At least four of them. <laughs> there are, yeah. there are a I think, few. <laughs> I think that's what I play. And and I and I like it fine. Um, I'm really starting to get sick of yep. it. Yep, I hear you, man. And they're going back to the roots with this one, apparently. So they say. Yeah. I mean, I canceled my pre-order for it. So did I. Um, well, it's it's a great game, and and I and I like that it has this expansive uh, mythology over many many years yeah, agreed. And, and everything. Yeah. But gives you that alternate and, history and, and, kind of thing. <clears throat> Right, but I mean, you can get burnt out on anything, sure. no matter how good it is. I think. So. Sure. Yeah. Chase well, after this guy before he gets to this point. Yeah. Like, how many times are you gonna do that? Well, Doomy, you can right. clearly see the difference between thirty frames and sixty frames, right? Yes. I mean, the developers are saying that they they're going with thirty frames because it feels more cinematic. Yeah, it's another bullshit response. 
<laughs> why, why do you call it, so why do you call it bullshit though? I feel like they're never going to hit. I saw Unity, I and mean, I think we've all seen Unity. Sure, it looks really good. Like the way, like everything looks really good. Yeah. and I don't think they'd be able to hit 60 frames per second, 1080p, on the consoles. Well, they're not. I don't think they could do it. Right, well, even 900p, I don't think they'd be able to do it on the consoles. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I just wondered, like, do you think it is is it possible to set a precedent to like if one console, you know, is considered the weaker of the two, whether it be the you know like later. This iteration. isn't new. This isn't new, and people don't realize this. This is not new. They would do this all the time. So they dumbed down to the lowest common denominator. This is not new, oh. but I think people are just more vocal and angry. <laughs> it just seems like this generation of console gamers are fucking <clears throat> angry about everything. They're, yeah, they're they're spoiled bitches. Yeah, <laughs> China's just freaking. And and these are the types of discussions I feel like they're so petty that I just don't want to even get involved because it's like, right? I mean, it's who gives a shit, man? If it plays good and it looks good, it's going to be a good experience. I have no argument with that. It's it's the principle of what they're doing that I have the argument with. I would say, like I I agree with you. If it plays good and looks good, who cares, right? Right. So I I'm still not going to get it. I may get it used um just to check it out. But I'm I'm canceled my Yeah, I my, I canceled uh, my pre-order for Borderlands the pre-sequel. <gasps> Why? No, I canceled Assassin's Creed Unity for <laughs> oh, Borderlands okay. the pre-sequel. I thought you were saying you canceled No. Okay. No, no, no. okay. I, I See, I actually I canceled my my Alien Isolation and Evil Within. You canceled the pre-orders for that? It's just getting too expensive. <laughs> and everything's hitting at once. Uh, Mordor wow. and Sherlock Holmes came, and Destiny was not that long ago. And like, I have children to buy presents for for Christmas. You don't <laughs> so have to. I just bought an Alienware laptop. So, I, I yeah. It's just getting crazy. I see. Yeah. So um. I'm yes, he is done. <laughs> he is done. Crew expendable. That's the name of the, oh, the, the DLC. DLC you would have got if you did pre-order <gasps> Alien Isolation, but you did not, so you will not get it. Uh, you will not get to play okay the legendary Ellen Ripley. But I can watch the movies on Blu-ray. Yes, you can. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah did did I step on your your last news topic there, Doomy? Nah, not at all. Um, but you want to take it away since you have it too, and I already talked about Assassin's Creed. So I actually don't have it. I, I just was I just brought it up off the top of my head because I had read it <sighs> during the week. You're just a tease. I'm sorry. Just I had read it during the week. That. Well, Grim, do you have anything else? No, nah, that was pretty much it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So apparently Phil Spencer talks about backwards compatibility in DirectX with a uh, a podcast. I forget the name of the podcast. Uh, in, Inner in, Circle. Inner Circle. Yeah. Um. And just briefly, he. You know, he mentions that they hear they hear what we're saying. Well, some people are saying they want backwards compatibility. I don't really care because I still have my 360. But uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, we want it all in one box. And his response was, "We hear you, we get it, but there's no plans right now to do that." I don't. I don't. It can't, they can't. I, I would say, can it really be possible? I don't I think mean, it's powerful I mean, enough yeah, to do I mean, it. Well, but I mean, even uh, Squirrel brought that up before that. It's just so hard to put yeah. that much hardware into one. Well, it's a different architecture. Right. One one was a different, I think it was 
ATI now and then NVIDIA before. So it's a different shader set. It's completely different. Right. Um, but uh, And then uh, you don't get those uh, C++ adjustments that you get uh, to adapt to things like that on the PS on the PC. Like on the PC. Yeah, exactly. Ah, I didn't think of that. The PC is the ultimate backwards compatible machine. I'm sorry. I don't want to keep bringing it back to the PC. Dude, I'm going to try. I was playing to... Elder Scrolls 1 the other day. I think it was 1. I forget the hell they call that one. Uh, it wasn't Arena. Was it Arena? Shit. I, uh, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But I was playing it on like DOSBox. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't figure out how to kill the, the rat in the beginning. <laughs> It was just like, what what oh, button man. is it? You know, it was driving me nuts, so I, I just gave up. But there you go, backwards compatibility. I mean, like 100%. DOS Although parts. I did have problems uh, installing, and this is more of a Windows 8 thing than anything. Ugh. I had problems uh, installing FreeSpace 2, which I was like, no shit, because I, I heard that it has all these great mods, and the community kind of refurbished everything and just made a lot, you know, just this expansive. Does it run uh, 60 frames per second and 1080p? Uh, no, probably not. This is, an, <laughs> this is a game from like 2000, 2000? Uh, uh, around 2000, yeah. 99. Right. It's text-based. Um, no, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a space sim. It's like Freelancer, yeah. which is you know another game that uh, the, the user community modded the shit mm-hmm. out of. And it, it was, there was some really good stuff there, too. Uh, those games had tremendous longevity uh, on, on the PC. The, you know, since you brought the space games, I was... Uh, I saw something real quick on Star Citizen, but uh, there's stuff going on with their gray market. So is, are people uh, really crushing other uh, gamers, Doc, with uh, reselling you know, stuff that can't be used yet? Uh, I've been paying attention to all of their... All, all of the media that they provide on their mm-hmm. channels, and so far there hasn't been anything addressing that. And I feel like if it's something they were really concerned about, I would have heard about it already because they're extremely transparent mm-hmm. about stuff. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so like and even in Around the Verse, which is one of their shows, that's the very kind of thing they would bring up and they would address to some extent. Gotcha. Um, so I, this might be something that's just kind of like kind of happening. I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, there's really no purpose in mm-hmm. that. And and no, neither is it going to affect any anything like uh, to the point where it's going to ruin your exp- gaming experience. Oh, sure. or how is the game? Is the, the game? Oh, sorry. Good. Oh no. Uh, how how is it going yeah. along? How's mm-hmm. it coming? Uh, it's it's okay. So they just implemented some really big patches, and they so they have racing now. It's like uh, planet side racing, or you're down on the surface or above the surface. Really. Uh, racing in these kind of yeah yeah. Um, there's only one or two tracks for the time being and it's extremely difficult i tried it and i freaking kept smashing and everything <laughs> so you 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 have to uh spend some time getting good at at racing these things around because they're going at incredible speeds and uh the controls there's different like whether you're using a, a a controller or a mouse and keyboard or whatever it's like you have to get used to each one of those and the sensitivities and everything to get good at flying like so you've got like the the multiplayer, which I've also been playing, and you can you know uh, fight other people online and stuff. And that's so recently they've updated it to the point where the frame rate is pretty excellent, and um, it's a lot smoother than it was for many many mon- months prior. And uh, you can really get a sense of how great it's going to be because it looks great and it feels great, 
uh, you can tell like once they if they can just stitch all of these elements together and and have this whole universe be cohesive with minimal problems, mm-hmm. um, it it will be epic. It'll be just you know it'll raise so many bars and standards for the gaming industry for especially concerning space sims. But they they're implementing first person shooters, so I mean at this point you can like board an enemy ship. Oh, nice! Like you know. Pirate. <laughs> take over their ship, you know, fight them on their ship with guns. Like you can land on a, on a planet or an asteroid base or whatever, and have a shootout there. You can do, you what know, game are we talking it's, it's about? A, star citizen. This is, this is star. Citizen, oh, right, right, right. It's basically tr- going to try and be everything. And Ooh. if there was anyone that could pull this off, it's a guy like Chris Roberts, who technically has never made a bad game. He's made one bad adaptation to his his own franchise. Um, if you recall the 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 uh, Wing Commander movie, but oh. in his def- in his defense in his defense he he actually wrote and directed that movie. Oh no, kidding! In his defense, he that. he got a very little two a few things. He was young and inexperienced, and he wasn't like trained to be a director. So he was taking on more than he could chew there. Second of all, he. Uh, he was given a very low budget for a space opera type movie. Um, so, so the budget really hindered a lot of that movie to be honest with you, like Lillard, I don't, I can't believe we're talking about wing commander now, <laughs> You brought it up, but uh, the, the movie, <laughs> but like Freddie Prince jr. And Matthew Lillard were actually decent in that movie. Um, it, they, they weren't the worst problem with that movie. But anyway, uh, other than that, Roberts has made great games. He's got, he hired some of the top people in the industry on this well, he's game. got the money now. He's, I mean, he, like, what's it like, fifty some odd million at this point and counting? Wow. Which is which is nothing compared to what Destiny got. And this game is going to be doing so much more than Destiny, uh, and it's going to be doing it way better. Sure, than but Destiny. Stop, this you was crowdfunded though. This was crowdfunded money, not like you know. So I, I think it's actually well, better than what Destiny got, just because of the well, fact. Well, wait, that wait. I'd like to know if if Doc has played Destiny. Uh, look, I haven't played Destiny. I've I've read and seen footage, and I've kind of just have you read our review of Destiny? Vicariously, kind <laughs> of, and I, and I, and I'm not going to say that that's a it's a it's technically a bad game. I would never say it's a bad game. Uh, I would say it has potential. I say I would say it looks great. I would say that there's some things they could that could have more variety and more uh, um, um, uh, satisfaction. You should re- read guess. my review. It's too, it's too long. Don't read <laughs> okay. it. Okay, it's not long. It's like thirty seven. I'll read pages. it. But but my point is is that a game that's crowdfunded for fifty million dollars is going to pioneer new standards for gaming in general. Whereas Destiny is sort of just kind of going to sit nicely at the what the peak of gaming console gaming is now. Playing it safe and 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 you're not going to be able to get into a ship and fly through a vast universe from planet to planet, system to system, through nebula clouds, landing on bases built in asteroids, with all, all the while um, having uh, uh, both generated content, uh, studio-generated content, as well as um, procedural well, content. What about, have you right. seen uh, stuff for No Man's Sky? Now that looks good. Well, No Man's Sky is another game I'm very interested in playing, and it's going to be kind of a different experience in the sense that it's going to be a little more nebulous narrative-wise. Oh, yeah. Um, that that game is going to be more of like you're just on your own. Like, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of interaction with 
like maybe other players to some extent, but it doesn't seem to be like a lore or a lot of politics or, or cultural mm-hmm. things or anything to it. It's more just visiting uh, alien worlds. And I'm, I'm all about that too. And I think it looks great. It's going to be stylistically its own thing. Um, but space sims in general are, are like going to be huge again. They already are conceptually. Uh, people are latching onto the idea of these, this series, this swath of highly funded, uh, new space sims, um, uh, elite dangerous is another one to mention because it is, you know, a pretty impressive game in its own right. Uh, but, uh, you've got Eve Valkyrie, you've got, there's, there's a many in production right now. Um, it's kind of like this, it's right on the precipice of the floodgates of space sims. I, but I think star citizens going to be very, um, aggressively pushing the boundaries where a lot of these other games are just going to kind of like just do play it safe and put out good content. And, and with, with the exception of no man's sky, which is obviously pushing limits in an artistic stylistic way. So that's going to be the main draw to that game is, is it's art style and it's general feel. Mm, I dig it. But the fidelity and the, and the, and how realistic everything like star citizen is trying to nail uh, just every meticulous detail and trying to make it as realistic as possible. And the ship designs too, like you look at the, you walk through some of these ships and just take a look at and tour some of the ships. They, they're just, they're constructing these things as if they exist in the physical world. They don't, they exist in this virtual world, but it's almost enough. It's like, yeah, th- this is, this is, I could live here. I could, I could spend a lot of my time here. <laughs> Oculus rift or not. Yeah. It, once, once Star Citizen actually like fully comes, you know, like you know, to bear uh, uh, that this would this would be a PC game that would actually push me to buy a PC. Really? Yeah. Because did, did you just say that out loud? Yeah, it looks it looks it looks like it, it was it looks <laughs> like it. You know, uh, like the, I, I did it. I came on here. Uh, you... I came on here with the purpose of getting uh, Mister uh, Fresh here, Flex. <laughs> To... You can always just call me Blanco. <laughs> the man, man of many faces. Um, I, I wanted, I wanted him to say that, and it worked. I wow! It. Well, uh, my job is done. We have to highlight that in our uh, description the, here. <laughs> Flux is going to drop <laughs> the mic. And put it, yo, yo, do me. Put that in the show notes. That is definitely going in, in the show notes. In bold. Doc. <laughs> Turns J Flex into a PC gamer. Uh, Does this sound hot? (laughs) Because it was. All right, listen in. So, Doc, tell us about aliens, alien isolation. Yes, finally. Oh yeah, yeah. I should do that. Um, Although you've been hearing me talk a lot for the past ten minutes. Uh, So, alien isolation. All right, full disclosure, huge Alien fan. Aliens, especially being the movie that I watched over and over and over and over and over again when I was like a middle teenager, like that was my jam. That I, I watched it so many times that I could quote every line in the movie. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, it was just, I, I was like, this is just the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. Um, and to this day, I recognize it as one of the best movies. Uh, both of those, I kind of see them as, uh, I like to think of them as one experience, mm-hmm. Alien and Aliens, because even though they're tonally different and they're paced differently, uh, they still very much feel like they're part of the same yarn. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, and and I and I really just like think, even though I've seen the other Aliens movies, yeah. um, I I prefer to just think that it ends <laughs> when Ripley finally gets rid of that queen yes. and they sail off into the the void. Um, so anyway, this game, Creative Assembly under Sega, right? Yep. Um, they're they're if they were aiming. Let's enter enter into it this way. If they were aiming to uh, create an immersive facsimile of the Alien universe, more specifically with the tone that Ridley Scott's Alien had, uh, they've succeeded in in a lot of great ways. And the, when you play this game, the the graphics are great. It runs. It's very smooth. Like just the the. Uh, it moves very smooth and stable, and I think a lot of reviewers l- don't mention this, that it's the kind of game that is so, it's really detailed, there's not that much motion blur, and it doesn't give you this kind of dizzying or nauseous feeling that sometimes you get when you play first-person shooters. I don't know if you guys get that. Uh, when you get older, maybe you'll, you'll <laughs> you know, get that You know, I got it today when I was playing Destiny, and it may have been because I was sitting too freaking close to the TV. Uh, I had moved. Yeah. I had moved my PS4 into my office uh, because the main TV was being taken up by my my toddler. And oh, okay. It's a 24 inch, and I sit about maybe three feet away from it. And I think it's just too damn close. So I, I do get that dizzying from that TV, but not. And you know, I, <laughs> you may be onto something. Like I, I've been experiencing it more since I've been sitting directly in front of a 42 inch. That'll do it. When I play, <laughs> um, I I push it back a little bit, but, um, but but I mean, it's really well crafted as far as like every detail and scuff mark in the 1970s kind of you know technology and, um, I mean it recreates, um, the the 70s tech mm-hmm. and it's very you know it doesn't, it's not trying to modernize it in any way. Instead, it's just kind of it wants to recreate the way it was in Alien, and it's really effective. I mean, if you think about it too much, it's like, oh, wouldn't the wouldn't the tech be a little more advanced than this? But you can justify it in your mind as in like, oh, this is just this is the way their interfaces look. This is the way they have big clunky metallic kind of things that could that would probably in the future be very um, uh, small and uh, you know what I mean, like. Um, just more not not as cumbersome and more manageable and streamlined. But you're in this kind of world where everything's really just kind of like just heavy and solid and mechanical and uh, but but it works so well for this. So anyway, they recreate the world really well, and the sound, the sound uh, design is is spot on, and I love the soundtrack how it's woven in and out of what's happening. It's not so obvious like it is in other games where a sound is used to alert you to something happening. I mean, that they do that in this game, but it's woven in so subtly and so perfectly that it, it just the ebb and flow of the tension is guided very well by the way the sound design handles itself and the music creeps in mm. and out. Do you play with headphones? Uh, like a headset? Uh, yeah, mostly I have been playing with headphones, actually. Yeah. Do you dim the lights, too, make it all dark in your house? I I do I do and it, and it's great so everything from the, just the scuff of your heel against the metal grating the light breath the the kind of breath that you take when you crouch and you kind of hide against the wall in fear you're like <gasps> you know like and and there's just very little details that I think this the studio ne- needs to get far more props than these mainstream reviewers have been giving it so let let's just address 
the elephant in the room here with a lot of people. Uh, IGN and GameSpot both gave this game a, a mediocre review. Yeah. Uh, and Pretty bad, it was like actually. Five, it was 5.9 from McCathery or whatever from IGN. Oh, that's really low. And, and yeah, and uh, the GameSpot, they said they gave it the mediocre grade or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so here's what their problems were. And I'm only about four hours into this. But here's what their problems were. Their problems were is that because the alien has an unpredictable AI of its own, uh, it gets extremely difficult towards the middle stages, and that the game is too long. It's much longer than it needs to be in that you're being put through a lot of these difficult situations in between save points that they say are too far from each other. I feel like they're perfectly spaced, to be honest. They complained the about points. like the, the difficulty. They said the one... Well, this, was, this wasn't this was those two. This was uh, either Ars Technica or Polygon. I forget which... But they said that it was frustratingly beautiful or something like that. So it was frustrating to play, but it looked amazing. Yeah, well, the, here's the thing. Like, it depends on how you take to the... Because it's not the most conventional in terms of, of first-person shooters, the way that it handles. But if you get used to the way that it handles um, and just play play it on its own terms, you can start to understand the subtle things that will make it easier to play. Uh, you know, the ways that you can approach a given situation and just generally how you're going to handle the controller. Like, I, I just, I think that s- some of these guys maybe just got frustrated and didn't commit themselves. I, you know what? Dark Souls comes to mind. J-Flex should um, not play this game. What, Dark Souls? No, you shouldn't. In, play it, play it. in the sense... <laughs> Just play Enemy Zero. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I only mean this in the sense that Dark Souls is a game that is incredibly enjoyable to the people who uh, are able to conquer it. It's it's control scheme and and it's just its overall gameplay, right? Like if they can, you know, discover the formula and be like, oh yeah, like that's how you play this game. Those are the ones that are going to enjoy it more. But also, more specifically, the people who are really into the Aliens universe are going to have no problems at all being immersed in it for the you know 14 hours or 15 hours that they accuse this game of being. Yes, that's a long time playing cat and mouse. But if I am put into this righteous, really well-crafted uh, uh, replication of what Ridley Scott did in his movie, I'll spend as much time here as you need me to sure <laughs> you know um and so if it takes me a while to uh, you know get through certain points because of the alien and i and i do realize that i mean i've encountered it thus far over, for a long period of time you don't and then you encounter it once and then and, and then you have other problems you have humans and this is another thing i really like about this game the voice acting and the logs that you read every all the materials are well written and immersive as well. You 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 read it. You you hear the voices. You know you're like okay. This it feels like I'm here. This is actually pretty smart stuff, um, and uh, it's it's written with care. It's written with the old the series in mind. Uh, and then you go against enemies like you know very. You know how the 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 alien series has androids. Yes. They have you know the synthetics. Yeah. Bishop. These are like on this particular station. You have like the the least like these really old first version garbage androids that are kind of creepy looking because they don't look human. They look like crash dummies, <laughs> basically, and and uh, they are obviously at some point given the order to 
fuck up everything for anyone trying to escape the facility that you're in. So, by the way, just to let you know, you are Ellen Ripley's daughter. Yes. Uh, I yeah, probably should have mentioned this. Amanda. So they're tying this directly into the lore. So Amanda Ripley goes looking for her mother. Looking, for, She hears that the company approaches her, the company that lost a lot of money be, from those, the mining equipment that Ripley destroyed to get rid of the alien. Uh, they approach her and say, hey, you know, we have word that the flight recorder from your mother was uh, was uh, uh, reco- recovered and it's on the station. So you get to that station and there's an alien on there already running amok. So you have this whole situation where there's there's people that a lot of people that are dead, obviously, but there's also people that are running around trying to survive. Or you even have like uh, these hooligans that are trying, I think, rob the place. <laughs> um, so so there's like there's other things going on. And other victims and, and whatever. So I, I, I like the fact that... And other adversaries, like these androids. So it's not just the alien. So there's plenty to kind of keep you busy, you know, before you even encounter the alien. And then after the alien comes, like, I'm getting to the point now where he's... You always got to take out the motion tracker and check and see if it's around. But just the the whole... um, you know, Using the motion tracker, moving around and everything, it feels really good to me. It feels like you're in this universe, that you're in this situation... It's it couldn't possibly be better um, uh, emulated or or reproduced or whatever you want to recreated um, just this experience. Uh, So they really deserve much higher points. If if this game is too long and too difficult for some of these guys, that's fine. But I don't give a shit. That should not have a bearing in the reviews that they gave. And it did. And um, so objectively, I think those were some of the lousiest reviews that they've ever given do you think those that sites. longer games in general are harder for these guys to review and maybe let's say that sega didn't send them advanced copies too you know far before the game came out so they had like a week to do it to write this review to play it and write this review and they're trying to get through it to play other games and do you think that has a bearing and how they review these games or at least the scoring you know, you'd, you'd like to, in this case, you would like to think that that would be the most logical or that rather that would be the most logical explanation because it's otherwise it's like, man, you know, why couldn't you give this game props? It's clearly doing a lot of things right. If, if, if there's some annoyances with the pacing or the, uh, the, the, um, the interface, the UI or, uh, whatever. I mean, that is not out that that does not outshine the production quality of this game. And the way that it generally plays with the sole purpose of recreating what it would be like to to be in this universe, to be running around being chased by a freaking xenomorph. Uh, it succeeds there. And what about game design, like level design? I, I did read that uh, there was only one option for you to, to take one path you could take to get around the xenomorph or or something like that in that regard, like a. They were basically were complaining that there was no other path they could possibly take, and the path that they had to take was quote unquote impossible <laughs> without dying. I can see how that might come about, but I think it's well. Here's the thing: you have this this installation, and by the way, the maps and the navigation and everything are also really well done. They're a little cryptic sometimes because you know they're recreating this older technology, and there's this like the crafting system isn't very obvious at first. You kind of have to scratch your head and be like, "How does this work?" But but once you get it, you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's how that works." And that's how I read this map, and this is how I uncover other parts of the map or whatever. So once you get a sense of like what this, the whole station is, 
Um, you're like, yeah, you like, you feel like you're in a place that's, you know, you, you can remember where you've been previously and just kind of piece it together in your head. As far as like separate paths, I mean, maybe in the future, like I said, I'm, I'm, you know, like only four hours or so into it. Um, it's a 20 maybe hour there'll game, be, right? I mean, is that what they're saying? They, or well, they being... I mean, they said, I think they said like 18 to 20 hours and they were saying it was, it was great to the point where it wasn't great kind of thing where they were tired of just roaming around. Yeah, I mean, th- this this game could run on very well run on too long. Um, still don't think that's an, enough of a reason to give it a mediocre grade. Uh, that just means that it takes a bit longer to get through something that is otherwise really pretty cool. And especially for Alien fans, it it, it sets a bar for what these games should be like. It, it Did it nail it to the point where it's like, oh, this is... I mean, it's not exactly the Arkham... Asylum, or you know, the Arkham Asylum of of you know, like how Batman was to the bat every other Batman game that came out. It's like, right. oh, this is this is the one. Uh, but it's it's pretty darn close, and it definitely takes tons of steps in the right direction. Just recreating scenes of like you going around with the motion detector, you know, and uh, navigating these environments and seeing the alien kind of like come through a vent and there's steam blowing and kind of like a strobe from a kind of a stroby light from like a, a light that's not it looked like properly. alien to me like when i when i've seen videos of it it looks like the first movie yeah and and so for all these visual and and the sound design alone so the the visuals and sound design alone earns it a better grade than what it's been given however i i know i keep citing ign and GameSpot, but those are the only two major publishers that didn't like it the rest of them like pc magazine gave it a 9.5 that's right yeah Yeah, and you have that in this. And and the thing is is that it will probably kill you quite a few times. It it so far, well, so far I'm kind of on a high because I've been going through the game at a pretty good clip. Once the alien got me a couple times or or an android for that matter, one of these uh, working joes they call them. Uh, you know, it it was intense and it was a cool encounter and it was satisfying in its own right and then I figured out how to I, I kind of figured out different ways to go about doing things and, um, you know, maybe tricking them or whatever. Like, it's not it's not an easy game, but it's I think it's fulfilling. And I think it's mainly because I really love the aesthetics and the lore of this universe. And that helps me get into it even more. So I, I, I would honestly recommend anyone who is a fan of Alien or Aliens should not give a shit what any of these other people are saying play this game because i i have a feeling that even if you find it hard or frustrating at times it's ultimately going to be the best representation of this franchise in a video game form that you've ever played and it's perfectly worth 
worth it just for that. You know, I, I probably shouldn't have canceled my, my pre-order, but right now I have two other games on hold. Uh, I have I've Mordor, Shadows of Mordor, and um, what's the other one? That's it. And, you know, both of them I'm very much interested in, but I, I can't stop playing Destiny, and I don't know why. I mean, I, I bet you about the game more than... Well, it's it's your social game, right? I mean, you're playing with other people. <sighs> Honestly, I play I play mostly by myself, but I love playing with other people when I do get a chance to play with other people. But for the most part, I I have time in, at certain time of the day where I can say, okay, I can get rid of these um, these missions that I have to do every day because you have daily missions you can do and get uh, ex- experience or points or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I've been doing that like real quick by myself. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's points where I'm like, why, why am I still playing this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that a game like destiny, the longevity of that depends on how strong of a social connection you have on that game is like how many people you have to play at all times to keep it, shake it up and keep it interesting. And I, well, I at least say that because like with me, as good as a game as borderland and borderlands two were, and I played both of them, I mainly only ever played by myself just because I couldn't, you know, I didn't play with other people that, that much. Like whenever I invited, whenever you left yourself open to other people joining, they would just get so far ahead of you or they would do things that you didn't want to do. And it was just like, what the hell are you guys doing? And I'm not, you know, this isn't working for me and you get frustrated. I actually had a friend who would spend, and I'm not kidding, 15 minutes at the vending machines before a mission getting rid of his guns, buying shields, whatever. And at one point I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I have to move on. You're yeah. coming with me or you're getting out of my party because <laughs> I can't sit here any longer. Quickly, come on. So yeah, I, I totally yeah, exactly. No, and that's true. That's like, and I'm guilty of spending that much time somewhere. And then everyone guy. else is just like, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it's but you have to though. At some point, you have to like stop and sure. sort out your shit. Yeah, very true. With, with Borderlands, I mean, you get so much stuff. See, Destiny, you don't get crap, and if you get anything, it is crap. So it just you know what I should I should uh, some criticism that I would have about Alien Isolation. Not to go back to it. I don't know if I was done, but but what I would like to see in further. I would love for the studio to keep going with this for one. I think they nailed it and I think they love they love you can tell they absolutely love the source material. And everything that they're doing is based on that love for the source material. Um but also uh I, but but I would like to see them implement just a little bit more creative things to do um in between, you know, with the technology, puzzles that you can solve Rather than just like fetch quests, it's like you gotta find this and find this, and then go over here and open this door. To actually have like in like in games like Amnesia, which otherwise would be the same kind of a slog if it didn't have these other puzzles to do. While you were going, I mean, it was terrifying, right? But if you didn't have these other things to do, the gameplay itself would suffer. Um, so I, I think like there should just be some more creative things that you can do, interacting with this otherwise really great looking world. Um, so I, I personally, no, I think it is, it deserves an eight and the two points from perfection, you know, the two points taken off, uh, is directly attributed to the fact that a it's, it's too long. Maybe it's, you know, it's a little too long 
and that there are some uh, limitations to the interactivity of the experience that you might want to see um, just just to make it feel a little bit more um, just more of a robust experience, just more of a have more variety to it. Because you're not you know, you're there's certain it's like a, a straight up survival horror in the sense that there's a certain set of like tools and stuff you have to acquire and certain places that you have to use it or whatever. Uh, but so far, there doesn't seem to be too many. Uh, I mean, th- there's some interesting ways to like um, hack into systems, uh, reminiscent actually of uh, the Batman Arkham games, where you kind of use this tuner thing, where you're you're finding a frequency and then you're putting it. You're kind of trying to like do a match a code within a certain period of time. There's certain stuff like that. There, it's great. It's cool. There just needs to be a little bit more of it. So I just think there should be a little more variety of things to do to make that and maybe shorten it up. I mean, it probably doesn't even need to be shortened up that much. And I have yet to play it all the way through. So for me, it might be quick. Who knows? But but, um, you know, from here to this end point. You know, there there could be more things to do. So I don't know. That's all I'm saying is uh, just kind of take what they got now and just build upon the variety of interactive things you can do with the environment. But like otherwise, man, it really is uh, an impressive game. I, I feel like it's a total injustice that uh, some of these reviewers gave it such a low grade. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like most games, it makes sense. Like I tend more often than not to, to agree with reviews uh, for some of these publishers. And uh, th- this is a case where I'm totally just like, nope. It's kind of like if they would have gave, you know, Alan Wake, like a 6.5. It's like, screw you, man. Alan Wake was awesome. I agree. It was awesome. It great, and I love it's it. It's a story, you know, like just following through. It's a linear game, but uh, I, I enjoyed that story. Yeah, the story and the, just the environment. And there's so many cool things. Like there was a lot of cheesy dialogue and kind of uh, just weird but like, things. Right, but it felt right, though. I don't know. It fit. If, it it felt almost like it was a parody of Stephen King at times and like Twin Peaks, uh, which is which, great, <laughs> which which I loved. Yeah, new Twin Peaks has been announced. By the way, I know that has nothing to do with heard. video games, but I'm s- David Lynch is going to end his career in style. All right, I thought he already did that with that last movie he did. That was awful. No, no, he's he, no, he's well. Inland Empire was just an experiment, and, yeah. and for what it was what it was trying to do, I think it was fine. Uh, it wasn't like the best stuff, but generally David Lynch is puts out stuff that I love. I agree. So. Same here. Jay Flex so anyway, doesn't that's like my, David so, Lynch, though. He hates David Lynch. Don't you, Jay Flex? Really? Almost as much as he hates PC gamers. I love Mulholland Drive. I think that's that's one of my favorite movies, actually. That's one of my top ten favorite movies. How about Blue Velvet? It was very creepy. Well, you're always going to get weird with yeah. Lynch. What was that guy's name? Uh, Booth? The guy who would do the snorting? Uh, What, Dennis Hopper? Yeah, that's Dennis Hopper, I think. Yeah, he's like, uh, Heineken! <laughs> Fuck that shit! Paps Blue Ribbon, which is now Russian. The Russians just bought up Paps Blue Ribbon. <sighs> I'm dead serious. Paps is horrible. Gutter water. <laughs> I know it's terrible. 
All right, folks, so let us know what your thoughts on topics we covered today in this episode. Head over to our Facebook page and leave us a comment. You can find links to our Facebook page and Twitter account at HumbleBazooka.com. Also there, you'll find a link to the Rhymes with Geek Network. Speaking of the Rhymes with Geek Network, we'd like to give a shout-out to some of the other shows on there. Anti-Fanboy, Feed of Comics with good old Doc Flux, Incompetent Comic Cabal Cast, Life Leave Me Alone, Loaded Dice Cast, stuff like that. Super Podcast Magnifico, where I am also on as El Blanco Gigante with the Cuddly Juan Dejo. Death of Comics and Ultimate Face Palm. We'd like to thank Doc Flux for joining us tonight and for his review on Alien Isolation. And with all that, we'll be back next week. Say bye, Doomy. Later. Goodbye, everybody. Take it easy. <laughs>